Hey, rippers, shredders, and go-getters, are you learning how to surf? But are you a respectable beginner or a big old kook? There is a difference, you know. And since there's many ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason for this podcast, because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. So bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. The KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom, one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris. And I'm Coach Ev, checking in from the fort. And we started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. And today we're talking about surfing misconceptions. This is a good one. Yeah, this is close to the heart. <laughs> we deal with this uh, nearly every time we have a new student signing on, unless they're brand, brand new, in which case we get to shape and mold their whole schema and psyche around surfing, which is always a pleasure. Great. But uh, basically, we're talking about the misconception that surfing is all about standing up and riding waves. There's so many, there's so many other ways to enjoy it, like, you know, it's called body surfing for a reason. It, it's like the purest form of surfing. You're, you're actually doing the damn thing. You're actually going, you know, if you are actually going down the line. I feel like that, that is kind of the deciphering aspect of are you actually getting the feeling? Are you actually flying down the line? Or are you just simply being pushed in towards the beach by a whitewater right. or something like that. So Right, right. And we say it all the time. That's kind of how we started learning the concept of and the dimensions of a wave that their energy doesn't just move in one direction. And, you know, kids really like learn how to discover it when they're just playing in the shore break. And you have such a small window of that wave crashing into the sand. And I guess maybe that's what forces you to try and find new approaches, new angles. Like, I mean, when you're just standing right five feet from the beach and you see the sand right there, you kind of just start angling away from the sand and like projecting yourself. I remember that's how it happened for me, you know, just diving straight into the sand wasn't all that great. Right. So just starting to experiment with angles and you kind of see people doing it around you and stuff. Right. So it, it, you start cluing yourself in just by looking around, but most of all out of necessity, you know, to get a little extra ride out of a wave that's just expelling its all, all its energy right into the beach. That, I remember that was like the, my first real wave on a surfboard. My uncle boosted me in. We were, you know, he was swimming and, and I was paddling and then when a wave would come, he would get over the top of me, duck dive me under a white water. And then boom, we were kind of in the middle of, of the break in the kind of the dead zone. And then one came through, he's like, this is the one. You're not going straight to the beach. You're going down the line. You're going down the beach. Look down the line, and he just chip shotted me in, and like I all of a sudden I had a new view, just because I looked down the line, mm -hmm. and just because he got me going, you know, down the line. So right, special moments when you discover that. And uh, so, how is this all tied to the misconception of surfing is just about standing up? Well, what we find is that people are so sidetracked by this image they have of surfing, that you're standing on a wave, that, that Mickey Mouse you know, version of Mickey on top of the wave, shooting straight towards the beach, um, and that it really distracts them from all the other aspects of surfing. And well, never even mind them, let's just talk about how you ride a wave properly. 
And if you're just focused on standing up, it really takes away from looking down the line and going down the line really? and setting your rail yeah. and being on the face. It hinders, it hinders your growth. You know, right. if you're not doing that, you're just that one track mind really slows your development down. Um, just like we're seeing with a lot of our clients, as soon as we realize that they've actually never angled down the line, you know, got their board on rail in the press up position and actually kind of stuck the rail in the, in the wave and gotten like squirted out of a tube, that feeling flying down the line then we're going right back there. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason to talk about anything else because that is just such a critical um, feeling that you need to learn to, to get in basically and how many varying degrees right. there is of that feeling. Right. Um, I think like, I think about um, how, you know, so what I always like to say, let me start like this, is like standing up is the easy part you know, in surfing, really, and, and people are doing it. These people who are trying to stand up, some, they're often successful. They get up and ride the wave straight to the beach. The problem is, like you just said, their progress, their growth is hindered because it's like that's a plateau right there. Once you start managing to catch waves, stand up, and go straight, you suddenly are like, oh, well, how come I'm not going fast and everyone else is? Right. You know, and how come I get pushed and then slow down and then the wave catches up again and pushes you again and then slows down and then it's like, it's like kicking a soccer ball, you know? Like the soccer ball goes out in front of you and then the player runs up and catches it, kicks it again, and then it slows down and you run up and catch it and kick it in as opposed to having this consistent pressure, this consistent drive and speed that you gain from setting your rail and going down the line and staying in the pocket of the wave. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's dig in a little more to that. How? <laughs> How do we do that? <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just training yourself. Go out there and try this, go out there and make sure that you are well-versed at taking off at an angle. And this is, it's really good to, to do it like out of necessity. This is when I feel like I really started to learn it was if you're dropping in on a steep wave and you know your board's not gonna fit down the face of that thing, you basically have to turn it sideways and let it like side slip down the face. And when you, when you start practicing this, this is gonna just open up a whole nother world for you. You just have to go out there and practice it. Stop even worrying about the stand up. That's one of the first mm -hmm. things that we do, right? Like if you haven't, if you don't know this sensation and, and this is a foreign concept to you. Take it out of the equation. Don't even think about standing up on your board. Just really focus on paddling into the wave strong and then going into your press up, forearms off the board, hands sucked back into your chest on the deck of the board, not wrapped around the rail so they're getting pulled through the water and splashing you in the face. <laughs> but um, on the deck and, and just doing your press-up position so you have the leverage of your upper body, your, your head and shoulders up and you can see much better and look down the line and kind of, you know, you're kind of like pulling up on the outside rail and, mm. and setting the inside rail. Um, and just, and you'll, you'll, you'll do, have to probably do it a few times, you know, before you're starting to feel yourself go down the line and really just continue to learn how to fight and set that rail. So even if say you're in the whitewater or something like that, mm. you could practice it in the whitewater too. Totally. 
Don't just go straight to the beach. Start learning how to control your board and make it go where you want it to go. Right. So many things there. Um, Definitely that, like, so something about setting the rail that I think we, we never really mentioned, but you also have fins on your board, so... When you're setting your rail, you're engaging the, the action of the fin. You're creating this lateral force against your fins rather than water going right past your fins straight and back. Mm. It's more like the sailboat physics effect where you can sail across the wind because you have a keel, which in a surfboard, the equivalent is your fin. Yes. And that fin is what allows you to go across the face of the wave even though there's a lot of forces that want to direct you towards the beach. And by dropping into a wave and then pushing against that force that wants you to go to the beach and setting your rail and essentially engaging your fins, you create an additional drive, an additional physical force that scientifically I can't really explain, but I understand how it works, yep. you know, and when I feel it, I know I'm doing it right. And then, uh, and then something else you said that I catch myself always saying, but I feel like we have to fix, taking off on an angle. It mm-hmm. makes people start thinking like, okay, they start paddling for the wave from the part, like from the position they start paddling and they start paddling on an angle to the left rather than paddling, checking the wave like straight towards the beach. And then as the wave is lifting you, starting to increase that angle, which is more technically a turn. Yeah, like like a pivot. Yeah, like a pivot, an arc. You know, and as the wave is lifting you, this is this is the nuance of the skill. You yeah. know, we, we talk about the rail set like it's black and white, like you're either setting your rail or you're not. But really it's like it's just infinite amount of pressure, amount of degrees, amount of, you know, uh, like intensity that you can do it at. Right. So as the wave is lifting you, that's like your first cue to start angling, you know? And then yes. as the wave lifts you more and your nose is pointing on the face, now you're getting ready and sort of anxious to stop paddling and bring your hands under you so you can press up and get into that posture of power and be able to, like you said, Coach Ev, like get that leverage by lifting your body off the board so you can actually just slightly lean on the re- left rail or right rail and as you're dropping into the wave, prevent yourself from going into the trough straight down mm. and increase that arc and the intensity of the rail set more so and more so as you're catching the wave until you level off parallel to the lip line and then find that even pressure. You know, that the amount of pressure the wave is trying to push you towards the beach and either roll you or straighten you out, you have to match that pressure. And it's dynamic, it's changing. Right. That's why you have to look at the wave. You can't just do this blind, well, you can eventually, but. At first, as you were learning this, it's not just a feeling, it's a visual. You need to look at the wave and start to gain an understanding of what section is going to push against you harder and what section is going to push against you softer mm. and then match that equal pressure to stay in the pocket. And like just going through this over and over and over again is going to start to really show you how to gain drive through the power of the wave and by pushing against it. You know, this uh, is kind of like the beginning of, of pumping down the line. The, totally. the engaging the rail, as you engage the rail and push into the wave more, your, your board comes up the wave face a little bit more and then you get a little too high and then you have to disengage the rail, let the pressure off, let the board slide down the face, boom, and then don't let it go all the way down into the trough, get it back on and now you're kind of starting to S and snake, right. rise and fall to work your way down the line at right. a diagonal. Right, right, right. It's funny how it's probably only like really straight, perfect waves that you can just stand there and like with the same pressure down the line, you know, which is probably how the, the, the pump is kind of a natural 
evolution that happens as you learn to set your rail. Like I remember one of my first waves down the line, I kind of just naturally knew to go up and down. Right. Just like through the pocket, go a little too high. Oh, oh, too high, now go low. Now up high again, now too low. Oh, up and down. And like you start to find this like range, this like power band of the wave that you mm -hmm. can up and down through and kind of, again, another physical force, not just the rail set now, but the increasing rail set and then the descent down the face. And then the increasing rail set and descent down the face. But all of this, you know, it's hard to learn if you're trying to stand up on the wave as it's pitching over in that crucial moment, you know, especially because every time you catch a wave, you're not sure if you're going to catch it. So when you do, you're like, holy shit, got to stand up. Ah. <laughs> so what we do with people who are in this position is take the stand up out of the equation. Yes. We teach the press up posture and we teach them how to ride the wave. We basically take it back to boogie boarding. Yes. And get our people boogie boarding their nine foot, eight foot surfboards across the wave. And I'm sure some people are looking at us from the beach and wondering what the hell's going on. But we know, <laughs> we know what we're doing and they know. And when they're going down the line and then they reintroduce the stand up to this whole equation and now their takeoff is not just a stand up, but it's this rail set with increasing intensity and awareness of the shape of the face and the dynamics of the wave down the line. Now you're becoming a surfer. Yeah. Now you're really understanding waves and how to ride them. It's critical, you know, take the ego out of it. Totally, take you have the, to. Take the ego out of <laughs> being the hero and freaking standing up every time. Every wave I caught, I stood up. Did you see that? I stood up. <laughs> I stood up five times. Uh, and, and start flying the, that wing down the line. Mm -hmm. Flying that board down the line. You'll see, it'll, it's going to open up. It's going to open up your eyes. Everybody's going to see them. They're going to be wide open because yeah, yeah, you're going to yeah. be so stoked <laughs> um, on that feeling, you know, just the speed. And, and that's what's really beautiful about surfing is, like, you can get this natural excitement. Uh, it, the ride is just unmatched because it's just you and Mother Nature on a board without an engine or anything, you know, mm. you're just, you can, you can reach these speeds that it's just the most natural high that I can really think of. Totally. And like, this is where when people say surfing's like flying, this is the part. Yes. When you're on the wave face going multiple directions at once, the wave's moving towards the beach, but you're going either left or right down the line while on a wave that's going towards the beach, while it's lifting and rising and developing, that's the feeling of flight. And that's why I really like what you said about like dip that wing into the wave because it really does kind of feel like a plane, an airplane, like dipping its wings and like the same way an airplane kind of like turns it doesn't just go from flat to turned it's like turning 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 and lifting the wing lifting the wing now it's turning turning okay now coming back coming back coming back nice to level slow. again yeah it's a slow like tilt over and it's kind of the same in the surfboard you know depending upon your equipment we'll make a little variations on this but essentially it's it's like the airplane it goes like tilting and tilting and tilting until it reaches like that extreme, you know, tilt or whatever. And then finally when it reaches its line that it wants to be at, it comes back to level. And one thing that I just want to mention is like, if you're, if you don't want to take your big surfboard out there and not stand up on it, take a boogie, go grab a boogie and learn how to set your rail and go down the totally. line. Go grom out, go get in the beach break with all the kids. Cause they're the ones learning best and you, you play with them. They'll and most, yeah, most people just skip the step. We talk about this a lot too. It's like, 
again, drop the ego. If you've never gone and boogied, if you've never gone and learned how to body surf and go under slamming little beach break, two foot waves that are kind of breaking really close to the sand and disclaimer, you better be careful because you can, you can get really jacked up really quick totally. and super tweaked. So just ease your way into it and start getting comfortable with the inside section and using different vehicles to learn to learn this skill, this ultra important skill. Yeah, super. Uh, you know what's actually funny that you were saying how it can be dangerous? You know what's really dangerous? Going straight on a wave, you know? Especially in a heaving shore break section, you know? You can wipe out setting your rail, but it's a different wipeout. It's totally. like you're long with the wave, you're, you're <coughs> parallel with the wave, so you kind of barrel roll with it. But if you are going straight <laughs> on a critical section towards the trough, oh my God, talk about getting pitched. How many violent nosedives have we seen? Oh my God. People what? get really hurt this way. Yeah. Going straight on waves. I mean, this is all the neck and back injuries you hear about in the shore breaks of like tourist destinations like Hawaii and stuff. It's these tourists who don't know how to ride waves straight to the beach. Just let the energy push them straight in and they get scorpion. They get pitched to the, like, to the sand. The board goes flying up behind them, is coming down, tomahawking them, fins first oh it's it's just too scary yeah so if not for learning how to ride the wave properly then just for your own safety set your freaking rail <laughs> yes exactly like surfing without a leash i've i've used that to save my ass a bunch of times you know like dropping in on a wave holy shit things completely sucking out i don't have the time or the ability basically to get my feet underneath me so instead of trying to pull back and get sucked over i just you know, push over the ledge and go into a super hard rail set and kind of side slip boogie down, down and make the drop and then get shot out onto the shoulder and then I'll pop up, you know, <laughs> and rip a big cut back and start my wave. Yeah. But it's better than just getting sucked over with the lip, becoming part of the lip and Right. And just, and just nose diving. The nose diving has to stop people. Yeah, no no, no nose dives. No, no. <laughs> that should be the goal for your session, you know? Not to stand up, but not to nose dive. Right. Lose right. control of your board and, and it's, not it's, good. it's just safety. Yeah. Well, if you're not setting your rail or you're not subscribed to the KookCast, you are kooking it. Get out there and set your rails and subscribe to the KookCast. Tune in next week. We will catch you then. Right on, peeps. Check in soon. Woo! Phew!